That's into right field. Long run for Pilar. And Pilar all out into foul territory to make the play. Bogarts with a drive out to right field. Judges back on it, and that one's gone. Against all odds, here's a high fly ball driven deep to right. Verdugo back to the pen. Leaps up. He caught it. He caught the ball. He took it back. And I will keep on waiting for a better day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the pesky poll podcast episode 65 how you guys doing today joining me for the second time now yeah second time host of well used to be host of the podcast on pause right now but one of the light one of the longtime fans of the pesticle podcast one of my good friends kelsey miranda kelsey introduce yourself to the people lifelong red Sox fan we're looking on another opening day, promising season for the guys. Might, might have – we can get some fans in Fenway this year. We're going to hear some screams. I mean, there's a lot to be excited about this year, and I'm happy to be here to discuss it with you. We're not going to have to worry about some man climbing over the green monster and yelling at Michael Chavis. All right. No, people, more <laughs> no more Ron Renneke. No more Ron Renneke. He is somewhere off in Barbados sitting on an island sipping a pina colada – Enjoying yep. retirement as he should. We kind of put him in a terrible situation. But for the fans out there, YouTube, how you guys doing today? Hopefully you're watching the premiere with me because I delayed this episode a day so that we could watch after opening day. This is Wednesday night when we're recording this, so we haven't seen anything from opening day. Are they winning opening day, Kelsey? Yeah. What's Just the final like score? last year, we're playing the Orioles. Uh, final score, 8-1. to one. We're going we're gonna to come out of the gates firing. I'm gonna say we're gonna have a six to four win, six to four over the Orioles. So hopefully, when we watch the premiere in 24 hours' time from right now, we'll be right, or at least one of us will be right. Well, hopefully they play the game. Oh, oh yeah, isn't it supposed to rain tomorrow? Yeah, like all day. Great, but Spotify and iTunes gang, I never forget about you guys. How you guys doing today? Also, we have a very very awesome episode planned out. Because we're just talking about the Red Sox, opening day, lineup, all that fun stuff. Make sure you're following the Instagram also at Pesky Poll Podcast, as always. And to Kelsey's Instagram page, I'll put that down in the description because I, I'm using his Instagram page as help for one of my segments. Kelsey, where's the Pesky Poll merch? Oh, uh, you caught me slacking. You caught me slacking. I, they, I thought they would have sold out in like three seconds. Was... <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, come on. They'd be looking nice. All right. I, I'm going to get me one Keep of those, though. Yeah. It's a little wrinkly. Side oh, it's a little wrinkly. I saw that. Eh, I'm not the best model for one of these. All right. I have, I have a good face, but I've never used it for modeling. <laughs> nice, nice body for the back. Yeah. No <laughs> but I forgot to say this is episode 65, the packed light episode low-key want to have him on the show sometime soon i'm sure he's liked one of your instagram posts he's liked numerous <laughs> i've talked with him once or twice seems like a nice guy seems yeah, like he, seems he like just wants guy. to be tiktok famous but you know mm. to each his own he's got his own podcast so i love to talk to him but without further ado 
I'm using the Soxtonian Instagram page to help me with this first um, this first topic. We finally have our 26-man roster for opening day. It only took us till you know two, three days before opening day to finally figure it out. So I'm going to go through it real quick, and then I want you to tell me if there are any people that you feel they should be added, taken away, anything like that. Okay. So for starters, Avaldi, Perez, Pavetta, Garrett Richards, Tanner Houck. Relievers, Matt Andre East, Matt Barnes, Austin Bryce, Phillips Valdez, Dawinson Hernandez, Adam Adovino, Hirokazu Saramura, Josh Taylor, and Garrett Whitlock. Catchers, we got Plawecki and Vasquez. Infielders, Arroyo, Bogarts, Dahlbeck, Endeavors. Utility players, Kike Hernandez, Marwin Gonzalez. And our outfielders, Franchi Cordero, J.D. Martinez, Hunter Renfro, and Doogie. So that is our entire 26-man roster. Kelsey, any comments on that? What do you think about it? Okay, um, so that was a lot. Uh, of course, I know the guys on the roster, but I picked up my thoughts on Sawamura and um, Richards, Garrett Richards. Mm-hmm. Garrett Richards is getting older. He's he's past his prime. Can we both agree on that? Uh, easily. Yeah. Okay, so Heim, Heim's going to be dealing. I want – I want Garrett Richards gone by the trade deadline. I want some other like team like the Rockies or the Padres, maybe someone that's looking to get a bump. If they if Garrett Richards is on fire throughout the first half of the season, trade players at their peak and let this guy and let this guy go for like prospects or some big leaguer already that So who would take his place? Probably Erod and Sale once they get back. Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean both those guys with one arm are better than Garrett Richards. Mm. The one, the one dude that I have a problem with here is Austin Bryce. Mm-hmm. We he proved to us last year that he cannot be at a major league level unless some significant changes have happened that we have not been notified of. He proved to us last year that he is not capable of being on a major league roster. I mean, a lot of people proved that to us last year in the pitching rotation, but yet a lot of them still have jobs somewhere in the MLB. I'm looking at you, Robert Stock. I know you watch these episodes. Robert Stock dying his career somewhere in Chicago. You say that about Austin Bryce, but we had so many lousy pitchers last year. I looked at Austin Bryce as one of the bright spots in, in that pitching staff and – for some reason, I kind of enjoyed watching him. I was like, finally, he had a, guy a that six can ERA. At least ninety-five. He had a he had six a, ERA. It's, I think it's it's hard to stand out on like Eovaldi wasn't even that great. I mean, it's Eovaldi hard, it's hard had to like pitch a well. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to pitch well on a bad team. I think I think Austin Bryce isn't that bad. I mean, he's probably pretty young. I don't know a lot about him, but what from what I saw last year, I think he's got some major league stuff. Maybe you just got to work on it. But going back to what you're saying on you like to see a guy that can throw over 90, uh, 95. By the way, he's 28. Nobody on that pitching staff was young besides Phil Valdez last year. But going back to what you said about somebody throwing over 95, we had one of those guys uh, named Domingo Tapia. Do you remember Domingo Tapia? Vaguely. I know the name. Yeah. We had him throwing 98. And yet they said, you know what? You can be released. And let, we'll let Seattle pick you up. Uh-huh. That pissed me off so much. 
And then, like I said, I went on a full Instagram rant about it. And the last thing I said was, if I see Robert Stock on the bump next year for us and we let go of Tapia, I'm going to be pissed. Was that a high bloom move when he released Tapia? Yes. So, one uh, somebody who saw the post tagged Robert Stock in it, and he just turned around and said, "We'll see what happens next year." And guess what? Your you know what got released? Yeah, he, he was there though. He was there to take the fall. Mm-hmm. Nah, but we're obviously avoiding the elephant in the room because we had to wait for a minute to talk about it. Michael Chavis is going to. Sadly, wear those really, really, really terrible jerseys with the horrible Woo Sox logo on it. Trying too much there. And that makes me upset. It makes me upset too. Not even the fact that he's in the AAA. It's just the fact that he has to suffer through wearing those jerseys. (laughs) You know, I I say I feel for him, but I don't feel for him because I've never played baseball at the Major League level. Mm -hmm. But – um. This, this is a sticky situation for the Red Sox and for Michael Chavis. I mean, he, he's a major league talent. We both know that. Yes. The, the Red Sox need to do Michael Chavis a favor and trade Michael Chavis. Oh, I had a post on that. Let me see if I can find the results because I actually asked the people, all right, the fans of the Pesky yeah. Cole podcast. The I greatest, voted on it. The greatest fans out there. What did you vote? I voted yes. Let me see if I can find it. Uh... Here it is. We had oh, – it was right down the middle with 51% saying no and 49% saying yes. So, Pesky Pole Podcast Nation, we're split on this one. I, I don't see – you don't see it a lot in the MLB, but I want to do Michael Chavis a service. I don't want him to spend his priors down in AAA when – he could he could start on at least fifteen major league teams. It's it it makes no sense for him. He doesn't have a place on the Red Sox besides on the bench. Or you know we have so many utility guys. He was he when we brought those guys in he was out because he doesn't he, doesn't he only brings the bat. Yeah, I think they got to let him go while his value's high because I know people want him. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's the same thing as an Andrew Benintendi situation. He wasn't working on this team. Sadly, Heim or Cora does not see what they want to see out of him, especially if that, after that amazing spring training he had. They just didn't see what they wanted to see. And at this point, trade him to get a couple good prospects. Like you said, and I completely agree, I know 15 teams that would come knocking at the door just for the chance to get Michael Chavis. If we oh, can't yeah. use him on this team, we're going to be wasting one of his years. I wouldn't call it his prime yet. I still think he's got a little bit to go before he hits his prime. Kid's only 25. So, you know, he's got like probably two more years before he really hits his prime. But I can see him on so many other teams doing such amazing things, giving us back some prospects that we don't need now, which obviously we don't need Chavis now apparently, but we can use in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's just – can- I hate seeing a waste of talent like that. Me too. It it sucks to see. I mean, what we could trade Chavis to lock up second base, first base, some of these. We we could totally use him to lock up an outfielder. I mean, mm-hmm. there's question marks out there, and God forbid, let's trade him for a pitcher. 
prospects. We can do anything with Michael Chavis. The only the only question mark I see in the outfield right now is Cordero. Hunter Renfro has already proven to us that he can at least hold it down defensively. That's going to be very, very well offensively. Verdugo is going to be an all-star this year. Yeah. I see I see no – besides left field, outfield's fine. Infield, if Kike Hernandez can do three-quarters of what he did in spring training, I am more than happy with him being the everyday second baseman. The rest of our spots are filled out. If Bobby Dahlbeck cannot strike out literally half the time he's up to bat – We'll be fine in the infield. Vasquez got us all set behind the plate. Polecki's got us. And pitching, yet to be seen. Just because of how last year went, I'm not going to comment on the pitching. Everybody says the pitching is so much better. I'm preparing for the worst, but I don't think we'll have the worst. Yeah, I agree with you. We're going to have to see that pitching staff in the league level. Mm-hmm. It, anything, anything flies in spring training. These guys are only pitching <coughs> an inning, two innings, three innings. Pitchers are going to be dominant. I mean, we'll say that, but you have some the Pirates in 700. I mean, it, you can't overreact to spring training. Yeah, it, this, those games don't count. Just remember that. Ask David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nah, but I don't know. I just think that, I mean, honestly, Chavis would look pretty good in the Pirates uniform. Yeah. Like, we can just go there. They have they have they don't have like the deepest farm system, but we, we go up to them, we say, Hey, we got this dude. He's a first baseman. Y'all can take him. He can play second base. He even played a little bit in outfield, even though he wasn't that great. Yeah. Y'all can figure out what you want to do with him. Just give us like two pitching prospects, we'll call it a day. I'm okay with that. You know, we got five players for a dude who batted one oh three. I'm pretty sure Heim can Yeah, he could finagle up. something really nice. Out of Chavis. Mm-hmm. Two major leaguers, two prospects. Mm-hmm. All right. Any last words you want to say on the man, the myth, the med- legend, Michael Chavis, before we move on? I hope he finds his way. I I, I just hope he finds his way. I don't I don't like I don't like seeing him in triple A. And God forbid, I hope he stays on the Red Sox. Mm-hmm. I, I really want him on the Red Sox too, but at the same time, we just gotta look at it. What's best for him? Exactly. You know. So with that, we just got something from the governor of Massachusetts. Thank the Lord. Governor Baker said that we can have fans at um, sporting events again. This just started, I believe, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken, where we finally yeah, had I fans. Yeah, I, I think I saw people at the Bruins game like two nights ago. Mm-hmm. So the thing is we're only allowed at 12%, which for Fenway is about 4,500 fans. Obviously means the price of tickets are going up, but you're still going to see your boy at at least two games within the next month. Right? I am okay. graduating, and then I will not be around Massachusetts anymore for a while. I am taking full advantage of this. Right? I didn't get to go to games last year. 2020, I didn't go to a singular game, and I'm pissed about it. I'm I don't think to, anyone did. I'm going to at least two this year. Some people want to spring training, but that's it. You'll see me at maybe three. Maybe five. You never know. Maybe more. If the summer's get even, hot. I may even take a vacation up to up here and just just to go to a game. Mm. Why not? And trust me, if, if I go to a game, I'm definitely blasting it out on the IG so that I can meet at least some fans if anyone else is going. Because that would be yeah. awesome if I can meet some of the Pesky Pole Podcast Nation in person. But there totally are a lot of – 
Mm-hmm. There are a lot of guidelines we have to go through. Once you get once you get to Fenway Park, there are a lot of guidelines. Mm-hmm. So first, there are no temperature checks when fans arrive, but those entering will have to fill a health questionnaire on the MLB ball, ballpark app. There's a ticketless entry to get into the park, though fans can also print a ticket for entry. Fans will enter via neighborhood zones, which will be near the representative seats. So you don't need to walk over the park. You basically just enter where you're um, closer to where your seat is. You should probably keep that. No bags are allowed other than a small purse or a medical bag. Uh, There are lots of hand sanitizer and cleaning wipes everywhere. There's a mask mandate for anyone over the age of two, which will be enforced by a compliance crew. Fans can only remove their mask while eating or drinking with an emphasis on doing that in their seats. So you can still get your classic Fenway hot dog. Uh, You can still go get some food. It's just when you eat, you can take it off. Second you stop eating, you put it back on. Uh, What else? If fans need a new mask during the game, the team will supply them with one. Gators and bandanas are not considered acceptable masks inside the ballpark. So if you are going, make sure you're wearing a regular mask. If you wear a neck gainer, and I like neck gainers too. They're they're convenient, but they're just not as effective. Can't wear a neck gainer into there. Uh, there's a contactless payment option at concession stands. As for players, they will no longer have suites throughout the ballpark and will be back in the clubhouse which has been remodeled so players have a lot more space. Each player will get three stalls, which are surrounded by plexiglass. That's everything you need to know about getting back into um, getting back into Fenway. Because God damn it, we need to get back. Yeah. Man, it's been it's been too long. And I said I said the same thing about college. I said if I need to follow some sort of guidelines to get me back into watching Red Sox games and damn it I will do anything yeah if it was like I said same with college this is my last semester at Dean College before I graduate you know if I was not spending this semester in the middle of southern Tennessee I'm all set Mm -hmm. I would much rather be up here in southern Massachusetts than down there because in Tennessee we have absolutely nothing I've seen it. It doesn't look too appealing. I'd rather be in South Mass. Have you ever been to Tennessee? Drove through it, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's not. There's nothing there. I love it. A lot of country. Love the weather, but not a place where I'd want to sit and try and do school at the same time. Mm. Wait, where are you from? I forget. I'm from Atlanta. Oh, yeah, you're from Georgia. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, then you better be making your way up here to – Attend a game. Oh, I'll be there. Don't you worry. And I can't remember what game I was looking at, but Adam and I are planning on getting to some game probably within the next two weeks. I believe it was. Um, oh, the Red Sox don't open at home till April 8th. Wow. I, are you sure? I, I yeah. thought they're opening the season, if anyway. Nope. First game is – oh, what? Yeah. Why is it okay? SeatGeek, fix, fix, fix this, because it literally says up here, Baltimore Orioles at um, Boston opening day, 
And then down here it says Boston Red Sox at Baltimore Orioles. Oh, that's the home or opener for the Orioles. Oh, why do I need to know that's the home opener for the Orioles? I don't. This okay. uh, probably I'd probably be going to um probably a Blue Jays game on April twentieth or April twenty first on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, yeah, you gonna go on April twentieth? Yeah, probably like the tw- probably the twenty first. Oh damn! All right, yeah, I got no. I got two things. No. I wouldn't no. You don't you don't know how much I'm in. Oh, I'm working that night in a college dorm on April twentieth. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be an event. You're gonna be on the patrol, brother. I'm gonna. Ask. I'm you gonna walk fight. around like security. I'm fighting people that night. All right. You're going to be whipping out IDs that night, that's for sure. You can get – well, one of the games down in Texas, Boston Red Sox at Texas, um, on April 29th, you can get in for $6. Wow. Damn. I think it's 100% capacity there. Mm-hmm. All right, but I, I got two things. Mm-hmm. One, the first and the most obvious. If you tried to get tickets on – March 23rd, whenever that was, when they dropped. Crazy expensive. Like, mm-hmm. for a, a two-pod, a two pod, I the cheapest ones I got in my cart were, like, 288 each, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I, 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 got these, I got these tickets in my cart, and the total was $750. I'm not shuffling up that much money for a Mariners game in April. There was Damn. just no shot. No, they got, they got a lot cheaper. Really? I'm looking at look it right CD. now. You can go. You can go on. Yeah, I'm on SeatGeek right now. You can go on April 5th, Tampa Bay at Boston. Cheapest tickets are forty bucks. Oh what? Damn, I'm going. <laughs> what? Right, well, it. we might we might have to go. I'll be there in April. So. Uh, oh, you're gonna be up but, there in um, April? Yeah, man. Damn. Uh, Let me see. What's what's some good tickets? So yeah, tickets are a lot more expensive the lower down you go. Yeah, so what, what the, the process, I'm either an idiot or and I don't know how to yes. work the website, but <laughs> what I was doing is I'm, all I was doing, I was like clicking my pod, how many tickets I wanted, and then the price level of what I wanted. And I, it was like, yeah, no, they, they went, when did you, when did you search? Because they went down, down like last, or like less than a week ago. Before they were like $100 for. I thought they would sell out for the month of April right away. So I was like, I need to get on this. There's still drop. plenty of seats. That's ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I when I got those, it would just send you a ticket. It wouldn't even tell you – it would tell you where it was, but it was a really shitty process. And, like, they would just pretty much spurt out a ticket. And what you, what you got was what you get. It, mm-hmm. it was a bad process. But I'm, thanks for telling me. I'm going to go on SeatGeek, buy me some tickets. Bro, I am definitely getting some. Uh, they're going to be a little more expensive, but, you know, I'm definitely getting some tickets for um, – I might be going on April 5th. Okay. be honest, because it looks like the Rays are coming to town. I would like to see Randy Rose Arena. Me too. See what's um, going on there. But, two, if anyone – is sitting close to the field and they don't have their mask on, then I'm honestly going to get pissed because oh, like when, 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 when these guys – hold on. When these guys stay healthy on the Red Sox, 
that's almost a, a W in the win column against the other teams in the league. Mm-hmm. If, we, if we prevent an outbreak this season, that keeps our guys on the field from – we don't want another heart condition on, on Eddie and I, – I don't know. But it, it would just be the worst possible case scenario if it got tracked back to we had too many fans in the ballpark or something and somebody oh, – That's why – COVID from that. That would, that would be the worst case scenario. Yes. If I'm going to recommend to all the Red Sox nation out there, please go to a game sooner rather than later if you're planning on Just in case, God forbid, something happens and they find that a fan tested positive and got in. Like, let's just say they were at um, they were at a game. Like a day or two later, they get tested and they're positive. Fenway Park is shutting down for at least like a week or two. Guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So get your tickets sooner rather than later just to make sure that doesn't I mean, happen to you. Where where I'm at right now, and you're you're in mass right now, so I mean I, I have my vaccine uh appointment set up already. I mean I, I'm getting I'm gonna get it soon. So Oh, already? Yeah, it's uh, dude, in, in Atlanta, you can get it when if you're seventeen years old. It's incredible. Wow. But um I, I still haven't gotten it yet, mainly because I'm um waiting just because there are a lot more people out there who need it more than me. I am a 22 year old young, healthy person. So I don't feel I need to take it yet, but trust me, once I, once it gets a couple months down the road, I'm definitely taking it. Mm -hmm. All right. um, But I'm probably going to go on the sixth and sometime around like the 21st. But I I mean, if all goes to plan, we're at 12% capacity right now. If all goes as planned and it really slows down, people get vaccinated, then we could be looking at like 65 in July, you know, 65%. I wouldn't be that optimistic. I'd say somewhere closer to like 40. I'm always optimistic. You know, I, I see I see uh, 100% capacity in October, you know. I, I, I'm so mad. So Jeez. I'm just going to manifest. I, I, I don't think that's impossible. But yeah, I'm going to question it. So, next we got to talk about Jackie Bradley finally came out with a thank you to Boston. And I'm not going to lie, I teared up a little bit reading this. Because, like I said, this has been my best, this has been my favorite player for like six, seven years now. It's a tough goodbye. it, It was. And we had to, we got ready for it. You know, we had to get ready for it because we knew it was happening over the offseason. We knew there was no shot this team was bringing him back or he wanted to come back. And But then the day, I still remember where I was when I found out, when I got the news that he was, um, when he signed with the Brewers. I was sitting in uh, the dining hall at my school having some breakfast. I'm like, mm-hmm. God damn it. And of course, that happens to be my most liked post on Instagram. Because kick me while I'm down. <laughs> I, I'm sure every single Red Sox fan out there loves JBJ. He was the mm-hmm. best. You can't. And of course, he wasn't the best um, offensive player, but Gold Glove, Gold Glove All, every year. Like the way he carried himself is. True you, you want that type of guy, a true professional, a true man on your team. He mm-hmm. he carried himself. He was going to be there for Red Sox Nation every single day. Yeah. 
And I just want to read a little bit of this for the fans that may have not read it. These memories and accomplishments would not have been possible without God, hard work, dedication, family, friends, teammates, coaches, and support staff. The relationships I've made over the years, both on and off the field, have helped me to become the player and person I am today. And I'm so grateful for that. So before each of us officially turns the page to our next chapter, I just want to say Red Sox Nation, thank you. It was an honor. I love JBJ and I don't want to criticize him, but I wonder if this was like a PR move. Uh, Most of the time it is. it It was so far after he signed. No, not even not even just that, not even talking about the date. It's just like a custom for somebody who's been with the team for a long time to do this, whether you ended on good terms or bad terms, mm-hmm. to at least come out with some sort of thank you. Not necessarily on the player's tribune, tribune like he did, but, you know. I'm glad he did. I mean, but he basically said his goodbyes to Fenway in September of last year, you mm-hmm. know. The nail yeah. was in the coffin for a while. Yeah, he basically came out with that whole post on Instagram where he had a full, like, photo shoot. And um, what was I going to say? A full photo shoot in center field. And it was just – we knew at that point he was saying goodbye. Yeah, whether we liked it or not, he was leaving. Mm -hmm. Um, So final thing we got to talk about is I finally remembered to put out a DM. So – I asked the people, let me find it. I said, who will be the Red Sox MVP this year and why? And I had, I believe, 11 of you guys come out uh, to help me. So, um, first I want to ask you, who's going to be our MVP this year? I would love to say Xander Bogarts. And I want him to be our MVP and our leader to lead us into battle. But I got a strong gut feeling that it's going to be Alex Verdugo. I'm right there with you. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. He's going to take that ride. He's going to ride that wave off of last season. And he's going to, he's going to get better, even better this year. I mean, he, he, you know, he showed us he knows how to play right field. I, I just feel like he's got to figure it out. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think he'll – like I said, he's going to be an all-star this year. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe the only one, but – Maybe finish top five in MVP voting. That's that's ambitious. Maybe. I think he was eighth last year, right? Was he? I think it was like tenth. Maybe I'm dreaming, but he was there. So, yeah, he's somewhere around there. But well, um, like I said, I go over Duga also. Let's go over to the fans. So my boy Nick, yeah, I'm just going to say first names. He says Bobby Dahlbeck because he's going to hit 40-plus bombs. That's... Ambitious that choice, but I can see, I could see him maybe, like I said, if you get the strikeouts down, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Owen Parker says Devers, he's providing so much for the team. I can see that Devers is not just a guy who's going to be a stud at the plate. He's definitely going to be a good quality defensive shortstop. No, he said Devers, not Sater. <laughs> Ignore that third baseman. <laughs> Tom says J.D. Martinez is going to have a big season at bat. And, of course, he's just being a DH, so that's all he can contribute. If he has anywhere close to what he had in 2018, I'm fully agreeing with that. Uh, the Gone Bridge podcast says Bobby D. Screw those guys. All right, I don't even want to agree with them. We got a podcast beef brewing? Oh, yeah, always. 
They got on the Section 10 podcast, and I'm mad about it. Is that it? Nah, I've, I've had them on the show before. They're awesome, guys. It's the fantasy baseball thing. The people know. But, um, uh, the DMs. What about it? The DMs. What about the DMs? We got any more picks for MVP? Oh, oh yeah, we got plenty. Uh, my boy, JD, who should be here watching the YouTube premiere with me. JD, how you doing? He says Dever slash Xander are the obvious choice. So I'm going to say Kike. A great um, – I'm pretty sure I meant to say leadoff hitter to set up runs for those two. I could see that. Like I, I said, if he has, he has anywhere close to what he did in spring training, I could see it. Do you see what came out today about Kike? No. His jersey is number nine, the number nine top seller in all of major leagues. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Shocking. Um, Sean says Devers. Patrick says Xander. And Patrick's one of my guys. Hopefully he's at the um, YouTube premiere also. Patrick Ritz says Bogarts. He's always been consistently good. And if he can stay healthy, I don't see a change. Adam says not Frenchie Cordero because he's trash. I don't know what Adam has against Frenchie Cordero, but he hates him. Like with a passion. I don't know. Seen uh, one game out of the guy? <laughs> nope. Uh, the KJ Williams says Kike. First time we've had a second baseman since Petey was healthy. Set the tone at the top of the lineup. And really, now that I think about it, have we had a true second baseman no. since Petey? I mean, I mean we, we had – can you count big hit games? Not really. He wasn't consistent. Like, he wasn't a consistent second baseman. Can we count Araus? No. No. Then, no, we really haven't. He's right. And then, finally, Boski of the Sunday League podcast, another podcast in the league, in the fantasy league, says, Adovino, because he wants to give the Stankies the big middle finger. I like Love it. it. I like it. You know, I expect, I expect a little bit of a revenge tour for Oh boy, Adam Adovino. Love the pick, big son. He's going to be pissed. I can definitely see it. But with those, let's get into a couple other predictions we have. Cy Young, who is going to be our best pitcher this year? Best pitcher this year. I have a feeling it's not going to be Eddie or Eovaldi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go with, I want to say Martin Perez, but I'm going to go out and say the unpopular opinion, and I'm going to go with Nick Pavetta. Ooh. I think he's going to take a huge step this year. I can see that. I can see that. I'm kind of going along the same lines as you, but with a different end result. Tanner Houck. Tanner Houck. I'm saying it, time. Tanner Houck, if he can just, because he started here, we're already comparing him to be Chris Sale. If he's going to start here, if he can make it there, my God. What are we gonna be able to expect out of this guy? Yeah. You know? If he can be if he can be half or three quarters as good as Chris Sale, then we have a hell of a pitcher on our team. Exactly. So defensive player of the year, who is gonna be our guy in the field? I mean, good God, we gotta work on fielding. Jeez, I, I don't even know. Um <laughs> I hate to pick it I hate to pick two. 
MVP and Defensive Player of the Year, it's going to be Alex Verdugo. He, he's got the glove figured out in right field. It's a hard position to play. and He's going to he play center. He's going to play center. That's right. It doesn't change my pick. I, maybe yeah. maybe it might be it might be Xander. I'm gonna go Kike Hernandez. Some of the plays that he made in spring training, good God, were ridiculous. Did you see the picture I posted of Kike? Mm-hmm. That was nuts. Bro, and he ain't even afraid to gloat a little bit because when he made those, he'd just be posting it on his Instagram story. <laughs> he put like four stories of it. I'm like, dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it out of that guy. He, I mean, he, he shows you that he can hold his own in the infield. That's for sure. Absolutely. Silver Slugger. Who's going to be the man at bat? There are three real options to choose from here. The man at bat is going to be Sander Bogarts. But I wish that I could is say Jake. Not one of the three options, but okay. For a silver Did he take slugger, a decline? No. Did I miss him? No, no. He's I'm not saying he's a bad hitter, but for Silver Slugger on this team, the three options to choose from are JD, Bobby Dahlbeck, Hunter Renfro. Uh, those are those are the three that could potentially run out for it. I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna say Bobby Dahlbeck is gonna be the guy. It like I said, it all depends on his strikeouts. He can keep those strikeouts down low. We got a good first baseman for the next seven years. And he's I mean, the ball's just launch off that guy's back. Dude's got strength for days. All right. We cannot say the nickname that Section <laughs> 10 calls him, or else we will be <laughs> fairly demonetized. And I like having money in the future. I don't know about you, but I like money. So if you I'm going to keep on rolling with the nickname, but I won't utter it on this podcast. So if you want to give me money, buy, buy a shirt. They're, they're beautiful. They're good. They're good quality. And I know I look so gorgeous in it. So right, you'll, you'll get some money from me. I'm buying them. Why, thank you. Finally, X Factor. Who is going to bring this team to the next level? It's the completely missing factor. J.D. Martinez. He did that? not. He was a ghost last year. I mean, barely saw anything out of him. 220 batting he, average somewhere around there. Uh, it was gross. If, if we brought in all these guys that can hit, if J.D. can also hit and be the 2018 J.D. that we know. I don't think he'll be 2018 J.D., but. If he can be anything of that it would provide an incredible jump because that means we have, I mean, if you go all the way down the lineup, I don't think anybody but Vasquez is going to, everyone but Vasquez can get, can hit a home run on, on a daily basis. Anyone can do, anyone can have a surprise night. Mm-hmm. I, I can see that. My X factor. You're calling me crazy. Garrett Whitlock for two reasons. Oh, one, because he's on my fantasy team and I need him to do very well. So if he doesn't, I'm going to be very upset. Two, he's already shown us that he is a stud in spring training. And yes, spring training is against a mix of major and minor league players. But from everything he showed us in the minor league, he proved he was ready for the major leagues. If Heim saw him 
and said, this guy's never played above double A, but I'm going to take him fourth in the Rule 5 draft just so I could have him on my major league team all year, I have faith in him. I have 1,000% faith in him, and no, this is not biased in any way because he's been on the show. It's a little bit biased, but we're not going to talk about that. But I got him. If he can really prove himself as I'm one of the top relievers out of here, screw Matt Barnes, screw Ryan Brazier, it's Whitlock time. I see it. I'm with you. I love bringing up the young arms. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait. And like I said, youth movement in the bullpen is a beautiful thing. Pavetta, Hauk, Whitlock. And speaking of Ryan Brazier, what in the world happened to him? I think he died. All right. Honestly, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let me actually look because I haven't heard his name. We didn't even – I think he got injured. I guess so. Let me just look and see what's what's been going on with him. That's loading up. Uh, Yeah, toss him out of the bullpen for a while. Ryan Brazier injury. Red Sox reliever strains calf undergoing an MRI. This was yesterday. Wow. Wow. Okay. You learned something new. So um, Red Sox reliever strained his calf while fielding a ground ball during a B game Monday. He was scheduled for an MRI yesterday at 10 a.m. Brazier was expected to begin the regular season on the injured list anyway after dealing with a right pinky fracture. Brazier was also behind leaving camp for personal Nothing reasons. like going into opening day with three pitchers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cora said it doesn't look too promising. He thought it was a cramp early, but obviously at night he felt worse. He's on crutches. So I'll have an MRI at 10 o'clock and we'll go from there. Is there any updates to this? Um, nope. Nothing more recent that I'm seeing. Everything's just from yesterday. So, he's injured. RIP. Moment of silence. But we well, don't really need him. Hope he heals up so we can. Yeah, hope he heals up so we can trade him. <laughs> I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Kels, give me one good thing that happened to you this week. What happened? I mowed, I mowed fairways at the golf course yesterday. Ooh. That was very fun. You have a good golf game? Sometimes. <laughs> I do not. All right. When I hit a ball off the driver, all right, that ball goes more left than it does straight. I don't know how that's possible, but it always does. It's a weird game. I played in high school, and I used to be all right, but now I'm just the shadow of my former self. So, mm-hmm. golf is <laughs> a sports where if you put it down for a while, you just suck. That's with like almost yeah. every sport, but you know. Uh, for me, oh, um, are you Catholic or Christian or Jewish at all? Yeah, I was raised Catholic. Mm-hmm. So this Sunday is going to be Easter. So happy Easter to yeah. all of the Catholics and Christians out there. And for anyone else who just celebrates Easter with the bunny, <laughs> happy Easter yeah. to you all. Happy Passover. I know I said it last episode, but happy Passover for um, people who celebrate Judaism. And I believe that was last weekend. 
I could be wrong on that. But a, uh, good, good Friday is when Jesus passed away, right? Yes. Or did, uh, I was going to say, well, hey, hopefully um, this Sunday, J.D. Martinez can revive himself from the dead and hit all run. <laughs> And I think I think it says it somewhere. Let me let me just let me let me let me just check. Oh, he pulls it, it out. Yep. I think <laughs> it says it somewhere in Jeremiah that the day of Jesus is raised on the anniversary, JD will hit three homers. <laughs> Got it. It's in the, it's in the good book. You can't deny it. All right. The Rip prophecy will prophesy. It'll be good. Uh, they he knows. He knows. He's got us. All right. With that being said, you got anything else to say to the people before we sign off? Thanks for having me on. I need the Red Sox. Nah, he cut out for a second. Hold on. I'm Our sorry team for... does, but we need to keep our pitching rotation healthy. We need to keep our – we need to come out of the gate, win two out of three games at least, and we need to keep this rotation healthy throughout the season. Hopefully. Hopefully. What you really need, like I said – Immersion. I do. Yes. No. So with that being said, a huge thank you to all the fans out there. Opening day is back. Like I said, you'll be seeing this after the Red Sox have their opening day game, which I'm predicting is six to four win. He is saying an eight to one win. Go follow the Soxtonian Instagram page. It will be in the description as always. Kelsey, huge thank you to showing up. Especially on last minute, because I know we all we coordinated this like last second because I didn't have yeah. a guest. Oh, it's all right, man. I love I, I love coming on. I've been lazy. I've been very lazy with it. But that being said to the fans, once again, thank you guys so much for watching. Happy Easter slash Passover. If you do celebrate it, God bless you guys. Roll that outro music. I will see you in episode 66. Boom. She's a pretty girl. Got me feeling like I made it. You know I hold it down. Situated. I don't know how to say it, only miss you when I'm faded, baby girl, there's no lie, no lie, she's a pretty girl, got me feeling like I made it, you know I hold it down, yeah, I got it situated, I don't know how to say it, only miss you when I'm faded, baby girl, there's no lie, no lie, yeah, girl, I know you a model, I know you feel entitled, cause everybody gets you up, you like it full throttle, but that ain't how I'm moving, I'm not For me, think about when I go out my way to hold it down for you. This ain't a forever thing, live it in a moment. I feel it every time when I wake up in the morning. I say, She's a pretty girl, got me feeling like I made it. You know, I hold it down, yeah, I got it.
situated. I don't 